0: Welcome to the Yang Gang Roundtable. It is Saturday, October 24th, 2020. I have with me here both Faze, uh, Mia Songbird, John Ball. Hello, our guest today. And um, Ariel. So it's good to see all of you here. Um, if you're just joining us for the first time, we're a basic income advocacy podcast. And we talk about the amazing new cycle of 2020 with an eye towards basic income um, we try to also have political discussions that bridge communication gaps between different, um, different facets and ideologies within the uh, basic income advocacy community. So that's my whole preamble. And, uh, with that out of the way, I'd like to, uh, you know, welcome you to please introduce yourself and, uh, start talking about whatever you would like to talk about.
1: So, do you want to introduce John to us? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so John, uh, this is his first time really doing. uh, All right, I
0: guess that's that's right. So, Faye, I didn't even I didn't say both Faye Ku and Faye Doni, who are on camera together. Um, So, Faye Doni, this uh, John, this is your uh, former husband. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Well, thank you for having him on the show. Thank you for bringing him on. Uh, Yeah.
1: John and I, uh, we also went to high school together, but we didn't date in high school. But, like, we, we've just been friends our whole lives. <laughs> uh, we had a small break <laughs> in our friendship, but that's it, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so, John, do you want me to introduce you a little bit, or you could, like, tell about your life?
2: Um, I don't mind introducing myself. <laughs> okay,
1: there you go. <laughs> All
2: right. Um, Hi, my name is John Lamble. Um, I live in Vancouver, Washington. I work in downtown Portland, though, just across the river as a shift lead for security for the World Trade Center in downtown Portland. Uh, I have been doing that for like the last seven years with about a six-month break in between, but I went back for financial reasons. And yeah, um, I'm part of the Yakima Nation up here in Washington State enrolled Yakima, um, on my mom's side. And that's pretty much it.
1: <laughs> He's been receiving stimulus checks from his tribe. Uh, oh, the- very nice.
2: Oh,
3: oh.
1: Yeah. I so, wanted to bring well, that up and I think that's, that's important. Very
0: interesting. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, we, it's a very understudied area in like UBI advocacy because there are several, um, routes through which a sort of reparation like income has come to different native American, uh, peoples in america and in um so that is great for you uh what what is the source of your um your tribe's income
2: uh primarily land and casinos uh the one casino they have actually um well the, the from what i was told the their stimulus they had to actually label as a grant instead and um they only had it for. Or they only gave us three installments of it. We actually just got um. our most recent and last one this month.
0: Oh man! See, so. I thought you had like an ongoing set for life thing. I was so happy for that, you for a second, but it's great for yeah. oh, even a little while. Yeah,
4: that's too. It ha- helped, helped out
0: Americans.
2: Um, yeah, it's yeah. Sadly. But, I mean, the, the one I got in, uh, back in August actually helped me out with my trip to go down to California, actually, to get away from up here when the protests and stuff were going on.
1: Right outside so. where he works, by the way. He was watching it in the security camera footage like, mm-hmm. that he has to monitor. Oh, wow. So yeah. you're talking about
4: the George Floyd protests, right? Among Correct, yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> it's been Are going on. Oh, Sorry.
4: Well, prior to the George Floyd protests, I'm sure you've had you've witnessed many other protests, such as Occupy Wall Street or something, or other events like that.
2: Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. uh, we've had Occupy Wall Street, we've had uh, May Day protests on the first of May. Uh, the last one I did before I left uh, my six months uh, for six months was actually right after the last election when Trump was elected. That protest oh, and that about riot about hours, was who like hmm. a l- very overwhelming when it came to being like oh it's my last day at work this is what's going on outside
1: <laughs> so um what was the what was the one that I had to get you from your job remember that day what one
2: Ooh, that one <laughs> that one never leaves my thought um I think that was actually I think that might have been that one actually
1: that's what I thought that
2: one um the one she's talking about was um I actually got off work. And actually, um, I used to take our MAX line, our railway line, to go meet her at a different location. Uh, But while I was waiting for my MAX line, uh, there were Portland police going around the block, the section I was in. Uh, uh, They were clearing out block by block, and they actually shut down the railway lines. But because I had my headphones in, I didn't notice them until they actually got close enough that I had to pull my headphone out, and and they were just displaying or shouting out that um, I had to clear the way or they're going to either arrest you or use non-lethal force to move you. Hmm. So I actually got up, left, and I informed Faye about it. Wow! And during that time frame, I had uh, I walked one block down, there's more Portland riot police at that intersection. I had a bottle thrown at me, and then from a Hmm. restaurant on top of one of the buildings, I had some something, like food or something, dropped onto me.
0: Oh.
2: Like, it landed directly on my shoulder, and they closed down all the bridges aside from the one that's actually right next to my job. That Faye actually had to drive all the way down to that one, loop around, and then come and get me from that.
1: I extracted him. <laughs> really? Wow. That's what it turned into. Uh, it was it was bad, and like, I've always been nervous when he works at the World Trade Center, because, like, one, he's security, right? And so, he don't you change, like, pretty much every time to get out of your clothes uh, so you don't walk around in your security. Yeah, he doesn't feel right? I'm just putting words in your mouth, you could tell.
2: (laughs) Well, it was initially, I didn't uh, yeah, it became it got to the point where I wouldn't wear our actual security uniforms, because they say Mm -hmm. they have our security company name and logo on them, so I've been Mm -hmm. buying my own just general white shirts to wear, so even if I have to wear it out or in the street or anything. I don't look like I'm security. I look like I'm just like, I work in an office. (laughs) So, yeah, but it's, it's still one of those alarming things. I've had officers that have come onto my site or come onto the site I work at that have told me experiences that they've had of coworkers from past sites that have gotten jumped by people because they're wearing a security uniform or people that have been assaulted on their, on like max lines and stuff like that. And, uh, as Fay pointed out, it's like uh, she's not the only one that has worried about. At least uh, myself, when I go out, I have roommates that I've told about. Especially with the months, the several months of uh, the protests going on in Portland now, because mm. they started out as the after the George Floyd um, situation mm. started, um, is when the protests and, and protest began, and then the first two or three weeks were just riots, mm. and I'm uh, and. The job I'm at right now is actually two blocks away from the Justice Center where they actually have it fenced off with concrete and metal barriers now.
5: How does that affect you even when things like aren't actively protesting? Like having all of that like going to work every day after having that experience, even when things are calm, I imagine that's still gotta be hard to like bring yourself to a place where you've experienced that kind of stress.
2: Uh, it's something I, I I haven't admitted. I admitted to a, f- a number of people, but because of that and experiences I've had around um, shootings around the Portland Vancouver area, I've actually sadly developed PTSD from it.
0: But It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's a normal human response. So you know.
1: Yeah. Well, we were Portland. downtown Portland uh, when there was a shooting, uh, and like we watched this woman get pushed down and like screaming and stuff, and like then gunfire. Um, but like the last bus for the night had just pulled up. So we hopped on it as quickly as we could. And, you know, like, uh, but, uh, the adrenaline response was like, I ducked down and John just stood there. So I was kind of like the flight and he was the freeze, you know? And so it was just like, but that was not the only, uh, shooting we had been around, you know? I've
0: never, I've never had a gun fired near me, uh, that I didn't fire myself and, I very rarely have fired a gun myself, you know, just a couple times, maybe twice. I've had a friend who shoots take me out for a little shooting and I've shot maybe four times that I've pulled the trigger, like two times on a pistol and two times in a big rifle. And uh, the sound of a gun is just so colossally loud, so much louder than anyone imagines when it's not happening. <laughs> so
1: um, it makes your ears ring. Yes,
0: it's very likely to to damage your ears uh, permanently, potentially. Uh, It's a terrifying, terrifying technology that, you know, it's too easy to take for granted, especially when it's in all of our media, uh, you know. So real contact with a real gun in a real life or death situation will leave you changed, you know, and I don't think that's wrong or a sign that there's anything wrong with the person it happens to. It's It's just what happens to people who meet that kind of trauma. You know, even if you come away physically whole, it's still, it's traumatic and it changes you.
1: We, we were also outside of a bar in Vancouver, Washington, where there was a gang related shooting, right? And um, like, that's the one that really shook me up, right? Um, But like, after that, I went back to work and a friend of mine would always just like hide behind shelves and scare each other. Like, you know, because why wouldn't you have fun while you're working and just like that was kind of our dynamic and i actually had to ask her to stop because it was triggering my ptsd from that you know and she had some real trauma when she was a kid right and she almost was like shaming is a hard word but like like making like i've been through worse this is nothing you know kind of like just minimizing it and it really was with me right but i was like you need to stop it's triggering me and like she was mad that i asked her to stop right um, I'm not minimizing what happened to her, but she had more time to process it. I was very fresh, right? And so it's, it's stuff like that you have to be a little more sensitive about.
4: And you're just different. I mean, each person gets to, you know, have their own experience of things and have their own needs. Yeah. So, um, Well, so far,
2: everyone, everyone I've talked to about it, um, the first person I actually talked to and actually came into contact or, uh, realized I had it was actually Faye when she was up here. And since then, I've told coworkers and I've told my parents about, uh, about uh, what happened. And the thing that triggered it, actually, was um, when she was up here, she was watching the, I believe it was like the Jeffrey Epstein special or the limited series on Netflix. But I happened to be watching um, 13 Reasons Why. And there's actually, there's an episode on there where they were simulating a school shooting. And... Uh, <clears throat> oh man <laughs> but um one of the triggers was is that the gunshots just kind of just spur of the moment just happened so it'd be conversation and then just the next thing that you hear is just
3: mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which which actually um is kind of a coincidence because we're gonna have um aaron stark tomorrow actually right and he was actually thinking about being a shooter but what stopped him is just like a friend just coming by and talking to him in a way, like not like he was like a patient, but in a way that actually cared. Like, hey, how are you? What's up? You want to go with a movie with me together? And I think like, <laughs> like, 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 like we put ourselves all at a disservice when we um like ignore all all these people like going through a hard time or maybe they can't make ends meet or maybe they're under a lot of like stress and trauma and our society either ignores them or worse berates them and uh i think like if if we saw like a movie like the joker uh have have any of you seen joker here yep yeah, yeah. So so you watch a movie like Joker and you say like this guy easily could become a shooter. Now 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 not like like he he but but like the killings that Joker did weren't like random acts of violence. I think each person he killed in that movie had a direct cause of his pain and his suffering for for like the people who beat him on the subway, the coworker who like lied about him and got him fired. And just like, like almost every one of them, uh, 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 like his mom let him be beaten. Uh, Murray like berated him and like, 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 you know, um, uh, you know, showed his thing and just wanted to make fun of him. So all those deaths like had a motive. It, it was, it was kind of like a revenge thing. But, but it's like, but we have people who just like, like in real life, not in a movie, who just like kill just because they're going through so much like agony or pain or like no one's understanding them so i think when Yang talked about like these uh uh indicators for like mental health and happiness that's so much more important than gdp
5: so oh. american scorecard right
3: right exactly exactly and and so we say oh why should i care about a person like going through stress or like who's in pain or like can't afford things or, or it's thing? oh it's a free country and like i only care about myself but then one day when they like snap and like we see these things on the news of like like in it like innocent people getting killed it's like that's why you should care yeah
1: i i was um playing among us last night um couldn't sleep and i ended up finding a twitch live stream and uh where they didn't block the room code and it was totally a private room right and i jumped mm-hmm. in and my name on there is andrew yang okay so you know i'm just whatever subliminal messaging you know and when i got on there the reaction was andrew yang you know they were so excited right they were so excited it was beautiful and they're like Yang yay okay well i re- <laughs> but they didn't know I could hear them. Right. They're just like, also, <laughs> um, of course they like thought I was the imposter and technically I was an imposter, <laughs> right. In real reality. Um, yeah. but, but then I repeated the experiment and that time they're like, who the fuck is interviewing? Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. They're <laughs> out about who I am because I've just, chat, <laughs> <jet>, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and so like, they instantly kill me, right? Because they didn't know how mm. to me. They just, like, everyone voted in, like, as quickly as possible. And then, so, like, now I'm dead in the chat, and some other people have finally died. They're like, who the f are you, right? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was watching a Twitch stream. I saw the thing. I wasn't trying to, like, upset you, you know. But I can leave after this. And they're like, "Uh, but I said sorry, right? And so what was interesting is... Then, they're like, I I did log out, and I was still listening to the Twitch to kind of, like, get some... If you do that, can you do that in the other room? Anyway, sorry. Um, But, essentially, um, I was, uh, like, lost train of thought. I was... I left, but I was listening, right, to the Twitch. They're like, if you're still listening, Andrea, come back! I can (laughs) join now? right? And so they invited me, right? (laughs) And then they're like, oh, join our Discord. I'm like, here I am. <laughs> you know, I and somehow now, uh, how? now oh. I'm in chat, right? And so uh. they've invited me. Um, yeah. But, you know, I said, sorry. And I said, you know, like, I'll leave. And then they got the choice to consent to have me there. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and so that's with any social group, because these people knew each other somehow. I don't know how they know each other. You know, I just found a random Twitch. I wasn't watching them before. And um, so they allowed an opportunity for this imposter. But there's a lot of psychology behind uh, this uh, game Among Us because somebody's told us there's an imposter, right? But, like, if you played this game in a setting with a teacher and the teacher's like, okay, I'm going to tell you guys there's two imposters, right? And then maybe they don't tell anyone they're the imposter, right? And they're all looking around like somebody's lying. No, you guys just... Fabricate in your head all these ru- reasons why this person's an imposter, but nobody is one, right? And so now, like, that's what we've done. Like, uh, but in the game, you can eject people, even if they're your <laughs> crewmate, right? That's because funny. you're talking amongst each other, I'm going to kick this person out, right? Cancel culture. That's exactly cancel yeah, culture. You know, think, I'm suspicious you know, of this person. You... Let's get rid of them, okay? Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think they're
5: going to kill you in the game like that that's that's yeah what did you say
3: i'm sorry is that is that more people need exposure to good people and good ideas because we've had the opposite happening for so many years on end because bad people and bad ideas hyperpolarize people but good people and good ideas just people just want to be around that but it but they're not loud enough and it's funny you mentioned that, Faye, because there, there's this guy on YouTube. His name is Coffeezilla, and he exposes um, uh, fake gurus and scammers and stuff. So he he does a live stream where he goes on his Discord and he invites people in to like talk. And then I put my name as Yang Gang, and then uh, uh, Amishu's his friend. He's like, "Oh look, Yang Gang!" <laughs> and then and then he uh, he they, they they invite and then and then I talked about UBI with. Him and Amish, I have the, uh, I actually have the video. I can I can link it out here. I put it up. I don't know if any of you ever saw that. I recorded the entire thing.
4: Oh, very nice. So you shared it on your aerial, aerials? No, no, that, that's just for drone thing. stuff. I, I
3: said, for, yeah, revolutionary thinking is for, like, regular conversations and stuff. Ariel's aerials is just for drone footage.
4: Okay. So, um, yeah, we need to check that out on revolutionary thinking it's your assignment. yeah yeah
3: because 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 this is because we got to get out of our echo chambers you know we we really we really got to do that and nothing's gonna get into gonna the gaming ever...
1: chambers hiding yeah, <laughs> yeah. guys they're yeah, all online it, playing games like
3: gaming yeah gaming chambers and like all, all sorts of different chambers like like maybe uh, I, I mean i made friends with this pilot his name was like vince remember that Faye? when like i i told you about the helicopter that i just like Randomly went. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, that was very. <laughs> he, he, he,
3: he, he was back like three days ago and I did the same thing. This, this, you know, when we were having that conversation with Moodit? I did not know if you saw me, but I turned my video on and the helicopter was like right behind my head. It was like right there. I put it on my Instagram page. So, so maybe if we if, if we get like a like him, if, if I talk, I'm I'm making friends with him. If I talk about like UBI and Yang and like all of that stuff, but uh, for for first, I'm yeah. gonna put the uh, sh- should I put the video of that thing that I did in in the live stream chat or in the social chat?
4: Sure, uh, under live stream chat. Do you know how to yeah, make a topic? Yeah.
2: Um, so just type
4: uh, exclamation mark topic, right, and go ahead okay. and put whatever topic, and you can put a bullet point and put your link
3: there. I'll, I'll just put topic, I'll say something, and I'll just link the video.
5: All right.
4: all right. We'll do a help, and it will show you all the commands. Okay. okay? So after topics are bullets below the topics. So you so you got to write do a whole outline. You have
1: to do both. Press topic and then bullet. So, um, but yeah.
4: Um, well, I mean, the interesting thing is, uh, uh, you guys, I invite all of you to join, if you're on Facebook, uh, get into the group Gamers for Basic Income.
1: And, I just added myself to that.
4: Yeah, everybody <laughs> who likes to Twitch and stream and play games and uh, watch people play games, uh, go there and uh, join up together. And we'll, you know, continue spreading the message, evangelizing on uh, on gaming platforms everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so just think about this, though. You're exposed to this name, and it saves in the back of your mind, especially if you, like, I don't know, infiltrated a, like, group of people, right? And and so now they're constantly saying my name, Andrew Yang, on the game, right? And and then, like, once I entered the Discord chat, like, they're like, wait, you're a girl? <laughs> <I'm> like, hi! Hi! <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <That's hilarious.
1: laughs> their minds were like wait you're a hishi? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: like,
1: well I mean kind of like the name is you know um, but I was just messing with their heads right yeah. but like, but now maybe you know in four years when Andrew Yang's writing again for president you know they're like oh that name Andrew Yang where does that from and it might have just been from the game imposter but it's still you know <laughs>
4: Well, not only is it game rec- uh, name recognition, but you can take that next step if you're socializing and actually tell them a little bit about universal basic income exactly. and how it connects to the stimulus check and cash for the people. So that's still working for us, too. Everywhere we drive, we're getting people um, still asking us about what that means.
5: No,
3: God, if David Kim wins, that'll be such a,
4: I I think, no, it's an eventuality.
3: Like, look at all the humanity first endorsed candidates that are running. There's like, there's like 50 of them in like every state. It's, it's like, there's at least one humanity first candidate for like each state that's like running or maybe like six or seven states don't have them, maybe 10 tops, but I'm I'm just seeing them come out like clockwork and, and I, I just think that's awesome. You know, we get one in there, you know, yeah.
5: And reminder to vote down ballot because in order for them to have any power, we do need a democratically run um, system straight down the board.
3: Right. Yeah. The, the Republicans, it's it's over with them. Like, I'm so I'm just so si- just just like like at least like people thought that Trump was going to become this like populist. But he's lost that populism streak, and that's why nobody gives a shit about him anymore because like he he used to say like, "Oh, regular politics are like stupid, and like like people are being screwed, and we, we, we don't want to like play this game anymore, but he's just he's, he's just been like assimilated into the Borg, and it's pretty pathetic.
0: No, what's interesting is that if we were to actually have a populist president, he would need to have the characteristics Trump initially got in by pretending to have and still pretends to have. You know, sort of a toughness, a, a willing, a willingness to be abrasive and uncompromising and audacious. Um, but, but that has to come from a good place, and it does not in him. So, uh, you That's know, he he doesn't he he doesn't really yeah. He doesn't even actually have any like fortitude. He's not actually stood up t- to any real, you know, uh, career right. or personal losses or anything, and I, I, and, and, and taken it yeah. gracefully. Uh, but 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 you know, per, but but he but people
3: pretend he t- or think he does. Um, well, and and then, and then he kept saying like, oh yeah, like I want to send another check. And, and I want an even bigger one than than even the Democrats want. And it's like, okay, dude, like, you're, you're all bluster. Like, that's pathetic. Because, like, you'd you think he'd well, be, like, pressuring Mitch McConnell and stuff. I yeah. there's
0: some truth to the fact that Nancy Pelosi does not want to check at all until the election has... Already, you know. Yeah, that, that,
3: that's true. But so but, 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 from like, that
0: perspective, like, it was actually true that he wants a bigger but, stimulus than it's close. But Pelosi but, 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 but then
3: but then why, why would he why would he say twelve hundred again? Why would he say two thousand? Like I don't know. He's he's the just, the he just he
0: like, he pulls numbers out of the hat when he gets going. You know, he turns on. Have you yeah. played Dungeons and Dragons? You know the <laughs> barbarian class. Cool. Once they start raging, they just rage.
3: Yeah, 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 political barbarian, (laughs) but but, but like, yeah, like that. I mean, they all suck. Like Nancy Pelosi too. So Mm -hmm. hoping like Shahid gets in because I'm I'm thinking that like like these establishment Democrats are just as bad as the uh, Trump is collectively. They're they're all just as bad as each other, and we just need like like a system reboot for like from like the ground up. Like our system 32 is like screwed. So, like,
5: we basically should really be moving to at least
0: a 64 bit architecture, I think. I don't, yeah.
5: We basically need to wedge in a few policies that will enable us to actually make any reforms, like ranked choice voting, democracy dollars, and UBI all empower people to be able to affect their own democracy as opposed to having to rely on our politicians to do it on idiots.
3: Yeah. Like, like that. That's it. Because the more dependent you are, the more screwed you are. I mean, if if you grew up as like a child of like a bad divorce, you know the story. It's it's all triangulation, and and that's what the people have become to these idiots. We're just we're just things to be triangulated with. And so that's you're saying, the, saying it's that's just like, like mommy blaming daddy. Yeah, and, and the other and the other <laughs> way around. Yeah, the other <laughs> way around. It's just like well, you know, I mean, that's uh, yeah. Let's yeah, that point. that's all it is. is it like, don't hate me, hate them. No, right, don't hate right. us, no, hate them. Right. Here are the reasons why you should hate them and get angry at them. And then the other side goes, No, here are the reasons you should hate them and get angry at them. And it's just like, okay, like you you you're not like valued as a citizen of this country. You're just used as a thing to be as as a as a pawn to be triangulated to like hurt the other party. It's like your life doesn't mean anything. But as long as we can use you for triangulation purposes, then, oh, that's your worth as a citizen. It's like you pieces of shit. Go, go blow it up your ass, you know? When you say triangulation, um, could you elaborate on, on that? Yeah, sure. So basically triangulation is this. It's like you you have something against someone, but you never go to that person to, like, tell them how you feel. So you get a third party involved. And like whisper in their ear and say say this about them and these people are bad. And this is what they're doing. And then go and like attack. It's it's like you're you're not you're not going to um fight someone, but you have a dog and you're like telling that dog, okay, sick him, sick him, boy, get him. And then it's like mm-hmm. that that's basically it. It's it's like you're using a third party with with these whispers in their ear to like go after someone else. And and, th- and that's what our jersey-wearing politics has become. The Democrats are basically whispering in their base's the ear to hate the Republicans, and the Republicans are doing the same to their base, and nothing gets accomplished. And they, they just go, and, and it's disgusting.
1: But, but that happens every time someone name-calls, too. If you're calling them these... You know, idiots or these morons or you know, like you're almost I'm, doing. I'm, the same but, I, but I'm not. But I'm. But I'm not
3: going after like specific Republicans and Democrats or any of those people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it as the system as a whole. Because because after after you've like been used like this, you're not you're not going to be too too happy about it. And it's like they they got to stop.
0: That's it. Well, we have to make them. You know, they have no incentive to stop. Is the unfortunate. Part so we have to disincentivize their continuing.
1: Right, it's it's well, like
3: either get something accomplished or we don't care.
1: Some, sometimes, when because,
5: I, of way, because of the way is built, because of the rules that are set up around us, and because everybody is currently complicit with society as is, the only way to do that is to get candidates that you do trust that you do believe in across that finish line. Just as a note, you can't like individually, we can't um, we can't affect those policies at least not directly without. Spontaneous, um, spontaneously coming together in a larger display than I've seen anybody willing to do.
3: Yeah, it's true. But like the 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 try the try the the just the using people as pawns is the thing that that kind of like bothers me. And, and there's another word for it: uh flying monkeys. You know, like uh, the in the Wizard of Oz, the w- wicked witch had the flying monkeys, so she wouldn't she wouldn't like harass people uh like herself she'd just like outsource the harassment to others you know and that's what narcissists do they outsource their harassment and their bile by like uh, triangulate
1: so you've been quiet yeah. what are your thoughts on everything said, you've been talking about i know you're processing uh, I it i just want to hear your opinion <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, um, them pushing everything back, especially because I, I, I consistently look at updates on especially a stimulus, um, uh, but then just getting all the consistent updates of, we're, we're getting one this month, it's pushed back, we're getting one this month, it's pushed back, and then the last one, of of course, hearing, oh, it's getting pushed back until the election is actually situated. Uh, not just frustrated me, but uh, everyone I've talked to that has either gotten their last one or hasn't gotten their last one, like one of my roommates, I think has gotten his last yeah. one. Uh, we're just, we're just frustrated. I mean, uh, and like, like he was saying, is like, I'm, I'm getting tired of having to hear one side said this, one side said this, and then, oh well, now we're going to use someone else to kind of say the same thing but like word it differently. It's just like, well tell us something outright rather than actually just adding all these glamorous words to something that somebody already said. So it's just like, all right, well, just outright people, what is going on rather than, uh, rather just, again, just saying the same thing over and over. Mm
1: -hmm.
5: It starts to feel like malicious for a while, the back and forth, the, the kind of fake outs where they seem to be like, yes, we absolutely want to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to get it done. And then they pull back the curtain and you sit there going, well, I was thinking about what I was going to do to fix the situations I'm in when this finally got through and you're going to make this work 14 days Mm -hmm. more than I was planning to do it for another two months more than I was planning to do it for another three months, six months. This
3: is, this, this is exactly how I felt when I was growing up, when I was little, it was just like blaming, blaming, blaming. And whenever it came to real help, uh i i i had nothing but like oh get angry at someone it's like well that's not gonna help me it it's it's so it's 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 terrible i mean but 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 at least if 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 people if we're we're exhausted of it enough and we don't we don't play this this game and we're we're just done then i think somebody good's gonna come out of that because they'll they'll know that that it's that that they're blaming and they're you know um these kinds of you know things are not going to have an effect they're they're like people aren't going to vote for them just because they're they're creating theater that that's good
1: well okay let's just bring up this among us game one more time all right like this is a great analogy out of like politics maybe you have a full room of 10 people right and then you have people running their election And, you know, you got a couple bad apples, right? They don't have the best intentions for everyone. Maybe you got your uh, corporations, if you will, right? And you got eight other people that are working on tasks to accomplish the goal of saving everybody, right? But then you have this imposter coming in and just sabotaging things. And then when it comes time to vote off the island, if you will, you have um, this, uh, like, deliberation of, like, you know, primaries and the election and l- vote for me but it's like the opposite right like it's that person it's that person and we're redirecting this hate towards all these people and we're just like not getting our task done right because like we're still worried about like being murdered <laughs> in the game and then and so like by the time you're done you might only have two people left in the room one's an imposter and one isn't right but by then guess who wins the imposter um but if you have more uh that you know crewmates you could technically get both imposters with nobody dying right like uh but it's because we're not observant we're not careful we're not picking up signs all of us like we we need to work together to talk about this so that we can actually resolve the situation while still getting her tasks done yeah
3: yeah pay, pay attention to the signal not the noise because if anything's just there to deliberately distract you or fill you up with like rage or spite that you, you should have alarm bells going off or you know an early warning system that's like okay no 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 i'm it's my choice to give something my attention and this thing that's just trying to piss me off and, pi- and make me mad and not to actually think, uh, I'm uh, I'm not going to give my attention. But the uh, thing is,
1: too, people like, see the wrong thing. they like, oh, I think I saw that person vent, right? I think I saw them try to get away, right? And then that person was just a crewmate. This is somebody who is innocent. Well, and, no, no,
3: I'm, I'm, t- t- I'm talking t- about like what, what the saboteurs try to do. Like, they try to, like, get you pissed off and riled up. If, if there's someone, like, pissed off for a legitimate reason, yeah, listen to them and, like, try to see what's up. But if, the, if there's just somebody who wants to make you angry at everyone and they have, like, their corporation or their politician, it's, like, they really don't care about me. They're just trying to rile me up so they can, like, get more money out of me or, like, attack this other person. But they don't care about my well-being. And that's when you know you, you're getting somewhere. You know, yeah. And 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 once once we get that, we can just kind of like tell. I mean, that's what Andrew Yang was doing. I mean that that's what we were all about. It's like, hey, hang on a second. After you get through all the shouting and yelling and the anger and all that stuff, let's just like calm down and say like, okay, what 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 are we really not happy about? It's not Democrat or Republican. It's like what why are we like so poor when we're the richest country on earth like why you know you know like like isn't that like whether you come from a rural place or in the city i think we can all kind of like agree on that and then and then once we solve that main problem then we can talk about like abortion and gun rights and that but you know number one priority why are we so anxious and stressed out you know (laughs) that's the, and 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 that 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 causes this hyper polarization when people are always stressed about where there's money coming from you know
1: well well think about it though we can add value value is not money though right like i can be doing amazing things for somebody else that makes their life a ton easier but they can't afford to pay me. There's still that transaction of value being, like, exchanged. It's just I'm not getting currency out of it. I'm getting fulfillment emotionally, right? And so, but the thing yeah. is, we, we cannot walk away from money because that's what we're so, like, glued to. Um, and then and then what? We're going to stop doing things that add value because, like, the only people who can afford my time are these, like, not well intentioned individuals that want to harm my environment, I'm not going to be consenting to that. But then you also have to think about people's money and their attachment to it and wanting it to spend it how they want to spend it. So you think about, like, let's just take abortion. Okay. I had a friend who was like, you know, I think people should be allowed to have abortions. There are certain uh, circumstances and situations where I believe that is, you know, but that should also just be on the person individually, right? Um, but they're like, well, I don't want to put my tax dollars though towards an abortion because I don't believe in it, but they're just going to take my tax money and just put it towards that. And so I'm going to vote no because it's my money you're talking about. Right. And, and that goes against my value system. Um, and like, they're a good friend of mine, you know, and so I respect their decision and I understand like they, they. They believe in autonomy and, like, making decisions. They just don't want to put their money there, right? Like, I, I don't want to consent with my cash, but I do consent for you to make that decision. But we have that uh, so hard-boiled into our laws. Instead of having organizations where they're, like, not forced to take, you know, everybody's money to put it towards something, only a select few that consent to spending their money on it, Right. You know, um, but if nobody has money that wants to consent to it, then you can't make that a thing, right? Right. Um, Because people are like, no. Uh, So we need to have our own money to decide where we want to put it. Because maybe we had a sibling or um, uh, somebody else who needed that service because they got raped, right? And so we want that to be available to them and we can pay it for our money, you know, or maybe we find ourselves in that situation. But like, if you don't <laughs> um, acknowledge that, uh, like we're making it really hard for people to consent to things with their own money, uh, you know, you're almost missing a certain point that's probably very vital.
3: And, well, uh, it, it's also the source of the money. It's like, what? Well, why is it that the only way a person can produce their the money is by like working for a large corporation? or scamming people you know you know so we 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 have to say like what why why do we have to like uh uh you know toe the line of these people like if if, because with this ubi then people can create their own economy unattached to the incentives of like large corporations and people who are already rich so we don't have to be a sycophant to someone who already has a lot of money just so we can have money ourselves you know and and that and and if you have to be a sycophant for a rich guy that's not freedom that is what is free. a sycophant i don't know this word a sycophant is like like trump surrounds himself with sycophants it's like people people who are going to agree with you no matter what like yes men so 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 so, so the 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 what the the thing is, is like you have to be a yes man for all these people who already who are the sources of money, or else you get cut off. But that's not freedom; that's enslavement through finances.
1: I had a friend, uh, like never mind. I forget the story. I'm so sorry. It's true, like Never mind, guys. Continue. I'm not gonna remember it.
0: It's interesting how um you know people are confident uh in in having that stance now my tax dollars shouldn't go for a thing that i find um objectionable with abortion but what if you don't like primary school you know i mean i'm only half joking because i think an educated populace is a good thing but uh, you know the way we conduct our public schools is not really great um so what if i said yeah i think everybody should be like homeschooling i don't i don't want to pay for schools no one would. No one would really think that's reasonable. No one would treat that like like if I said, "No, nah, I don't want to pay for anyone's abortions." That's not reasonable, you know. But, but there's but no parity between everyone, those, between issues.
3: Everyone talks about oh, tax dollars this and tax dollars that, but what about the ways like we earn money? What 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 just gives some of these like places the right to say the only way that money that you can produce money is to work for someone else? it's it, it, it's like and and then and then they say oh but like no no you don't have to work for someone else you can just it start your own- down,
1: it boils your- down to interest we yeah. live on a society based on loans where we just make up this yeah. number yeah. of money right and and yeah. then and then you have this interest whatever percent but does not exist that everybody's chasing and then and then what
3: they tell you is like oh no you don't have to work for someone else you can invest or you can start your own business but if you if if you started from zero you you you, you can't invest because first you'd have to work for someone to earn that money first then you can invest it or start your own business so they're full of crap it's like, well, you know. and then that
1: comes into the nonprofit territory. But the interesting thing about nonprofits is they have so many more regulations and people watching that money than an actual corporation that is making money and, like, you know, maybe not doing good things. Um, it, the 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 hounding of those numbers is ridiculous, right? Like. I'm going to give you this money, but you better spend it how I want. You know, Um, and if you don't, I'm going to pull out. Which makes sense, except for like to some capacity, maybe. But uh, just how we fight for UBI, where it's basic income, where there's no strings attached. You know, you you might have more freedom. Um, Let's see, was it Henry Ford, one of the guys who made a car, right? Um, Essentially, he wanted to do it his way but all the people who invested money in him wanted to interfere with everything and or push for this uh personal agenda and time and time again he failed to live up to their expectations eventually he had a sponsor that says here's the money do what you want i'll stay out right um because that was his conditions if he was going to do it and he finally like broke through because he didn't have this meddling of like it's got to be this way because he knows better because he's an expert in that field (laughs) right just because you have money does not mean you understand uh,
3: i mean that that's the thing this this paternalism that has got to end because this is not this is not freedom this is bullshit The, the 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 invasive paternalism of like bothering people who are already struggling in the first place and putting rules on i mean i mean this is just oppression this is just like downright oppression disguised as doing the right thing and saving people from themselves they can paint it however the hell they want they're you know it's terrible yeah yeah so so john um what was the thing so so how do the installments of like the tribes not like universal basic income work
2: um, I'd have to look, up, look it up again. There was a paperwork they sent out months ago when the first one came out, mm. and since they said it was, tech, it was uh, from what I was again what I was told, it was based their grants. But I believe it's from tribal land, and which wouldn't actually surprise me because um, years uh, a few years ago, I believe they sold or at least had the government use some of the tribal land, which actually gave everyone in the tribe. Um, I checked for like seventeen thousand dollars, and for Faye nice. and I, when we first nice. got together, that helped us out immensely because at that point we were we were staying with my brother and sister in law, and we were jumping from place to place, sleeping on couches, spare rooms, and at that point I think we were just sleeping on a um, uh, an air mattress in their living room for like three months. We didn't have a car or anything, so I'd have my brother drive me into Portland, pick me up, bring me back into bring me back into Vancouver. <laughs>
1: I also uh, had recently been hit by a car.
2: <laughs> that too, actually. So, but uh, that one helped out helped us out to the point where we actually were able to. We bought a car. We were able to get our own place. We paid. Uh, we used the money for furniture. We were able to furnish our apartment. We were able to like oh. buy like so, stuff. So to hang, hang on, hang
3: on. You're, you're you're telling me you didn't become a lazy drug addict who just drank all day, did all that stuff and, like, never wanted right. to
2: work. <laughs> no, I, I, oh, well, that, yeah, there you have it. I was still working. <laughs> I mean, we were both working,
1: right. so, so it so was you, just... So you didn't just... I wasn't working much. No, I wasn't actually working at, at that time, because I, I was uh, suffering from really, like, a lot of pain. I was on my bicycle. Woman ran a red light. I slammed it inside of her vehicle. I really hurt my tailbone and my shoulder, and so, like, I was just essentially bedridden for a little bit. Did you at least do her? Did I at least what?
3: No, i mean like get some confrontation from her did she have insurance
1: no so we were technically both at fault and insurance is like haha we're done you both get screwed What the hell? yeah i got nothing dumb bags yeah
3: damn that's crazy i i'd sue the insurance
2: yeah. yeah because of that uh when that happened actually i was at work and i actually ended up leaving work like two hours in just to go back into uh go back and actually see her at the hospital and everything so,
1: they wouldn't yeah. even tell him what happened. Just that I got hit by
2: a car. <laughs> <laughs> I was freaking out too. <laughs> so because wow. I got the news from the the girl that we were staying with, and then um, at one of our at one of our buildings is our main our main desk, and I wasn't allowed to leave. But the other two <laughs> workers were like talking and everything, so I'm like pacing back and forth. After hearing this, I'm just like, when is she going to get back over here? When is she going to get back over here? And then when they both came over, I was like, hey, just FYI, my wife just got hit by a car. And I'm waiting for you guys to come back over here to kind of see what I need to do. They're like, why didn't you tell us? Why don't you It's like, if you would have called us, we it's like, we would just told you to leave. So I was like, all right, I'm leaving. So I went downstairs, changed, and immediately got on the max and then took off. So,
1: they found me in the pediatrics section, though, because I was, like, brought there on a stretcher, right? And, like, there was no room for me to go, but they're like, I guess we're going to put you in kid's ward. <laughs> I'm like, well, and I'm a someone... giant kid, so this works.
2: It was a confusing thing because, uh, yeah, because someone directed us, like, oh, yeah, she's in pediatrics. I was like, why? <laughs> it's like, all right. But, uh, sorry. <laughs> but, um... Going back to what we were talking about, about the, the checks, the grants and everything is, um, no, you're good. like yeah. I said, with that 17,000, we got a few years back, it helped us out. Um, we saying it's like, yeah, it's, um, I, I, I continued working. I mean, for us, that was just kind of an expendable income that we had to actually like, oh, we need to do some like work on our car. So we would go take it in somewhere, get some work right. on it. Oh, by the way, we need this for our apartment. Let's go buy that then. Yeah. And then I mean, we used I'm our actual right. incomes and stuff for, like, bills and stuff like that. Well, it, John
1: it, actually gets a monthly check from the tribe as well. But mm. it's very small. Oh. Wait, I can't hear you, John. You're muted or something. Try again. What did you say? I can't uh, hear you. Is,
0: yeah, John, your mic, isn't, John's mic is off.
1: John, we can't hear mm. you. Nope.
0: You could jump no, mic is in and out. out.
1: I don't know. Maybe um, leave and come back, John. We can't hear you. We yeah, can't try, hear you. Try talk.
0: leaving coming back. I don't know why why you're you're not Yeah, you're not server muted or anything. Uh, you're, you're max volume on the server. Uh, oh, now
1: his mic is off. Try, put your mic oh, back. Oh, on.
0: oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, try now. Did you, did you mute and unmute your own mic? Might be a hardware problem.
1: Hmm. Are you, no, we can't.
0: Hear. Is your thumb over your microphone? No. No? Actually, I sure don't know. <laughs> Sometimes it's that. Hmm. All right. That's strange. Um, Leave, John. Come back. Yeah, I try leaving and coming back. Sorry about that. Preload
2: Discord. different.
0: no. You're back. You're back. You're back. Oh, no,
3: he's gone
1: again. No, oh, I think he's still there. John, talk. Oh, no, he left.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought
0: he was back.
1: So, so he gets, like, um, I want to say it's like a hundred something dollars a month, every month, uh, from his tribe. Um, and, uh, like, that's all of the money he had when we first started dating. Like, it wasn't a lot. We barely made it. Um. You
0: that's know? no. more than some.
1: Yeah, and, and sometimes that was all we lived off of, you know? Like, yeah. we lived pretty minimally. Uh. Yeah. So this
3: is before the world trade? I mean,
0: many, many simply sure. cannot afford to date, you know, as a foregone conclusion. Many people are like, dating? No. No, absolutely not. No money for that, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. Oh, can you hear me now?
1: Yeah. We can hear you, but not see you now. Well, that's fine. What the hell's going on?
2: <laughs> I'm not sure what is going on with this. I didn't touch a thing when I was on this.
1: But now we can hear you, at least. How much is your check a month?
2: Well, sadly, um, it used to be 122 like $122 per month. But they actually, starting this month, it's actually being reduced down to $86, and it's going to be every other month now.
1: Why? What the hell? Ugh.
2: Uh, no, I believe it's like not much business or anything going on actually up up in the tribal area.
1: Well, that makes considering sense considering
2: all COVID and everything. So,
1: so because the economy is failing, you guys are going to have to struggle more.
2: <laughs> okay, so I would have to reread or because I get a I get a newsletter from the tribe every so often. It, supposedly every month, but I get one every like like a random assortment, a random time, where it's like, oh, there's a note from the tribe. I'd have to locate that again, because there's actually a definitive thing on it that says why we're supposed to be getting it uh, a smaller amount now.
1: So um, you should talk about uh, your, um, like, family being uh, also other security-type people, if you will. Would you like to talk about that?
2: Let's say other security-type is, like, both... uh, (laughs) Well... um, I do say security type, but it's. Um, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, well, my both my uh, my oldest brother is a tribal police officer with the Yakima Nation, so he's actually up up in the Yakima Nation with his fiance and their son. Um, he works actually alongside um, my uncle and his son, my cousin, who are corrections officers up in uh, Toppenish, Washington. And then my dad and my mom actually just retired. Uh, my dad retired as a Columbia River Intertribal Fishery Enforcement Officer um, last December, actually. Uh, he worked there about as long as I've been alive. So he's been there for about 32 years, a little longer than I have been alive. But um, And my mom was actually a dispatcher in that same office uh, for about 30 years. So uh, she just retired a few months back. I believe back in, I think, like, April, April or May, but because of, because of them, they, they've actually been, um, still, so they're still in contact with the people that they work with, and they keep kind of, like, elbowing me, and, like, hey, they're hiring, you should go, should go, like, work for them, because for me, when I, for me growing up, their office was my second home, because anytime I was picked up from school, and they had to go to the office, I'd end up writing with them, and end up staying in their office, and I'd, Spend a lot of time there, so like uh, for my siblings and I, that was our second home away from home. So,
1: so what are they saying about the times now, uh, based on you know their experiences and stuff? Uh, like, what have you heard any stories?
2: Um, from from not really much from my parents. Uh, it's primarily from like my older brother who uh, up upstate is that he he's a huge talker, so we always end up hearing stuff about. Like, oh yeah, I went out and there's, you know, went out pull a drunk driver and he tried to get confrontational, so, you know, he went at me and I had to grab him and like toss him to the ground and I handcuffed him. Like hearing all this stuff and uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's getting worse up there, but I know it's that's also the at least of feel they're heavy red zone for COVID. and him. If have always been telling me, it's like, oh you should come up, you should come up and visit us and because of that reason, oh you're in the hot zone. I mean, I love my family to death, but I,
1: eh. <laughs> he loves his family.
2: <laughs> like they're
1: they're very close. It's a beautiful thing. Um, well, kind of like
3: Middle Easterners or like Asians and stuff.
1: <laughs> well, see, tribes kind of have these different uh, rituals that they still practice, and his tribe definitely does, especially like death rituals and stuff. Um, so it, it's kind of like a strange family reunion when someone dies. Though. Um, it's more of a celebration uh, like a year later. Am I doing this right, John?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, in our, in our tribe, it's, um, we have their funeral one year and then a year later, we have uh, just for the year, uh, a year later, we have a memorial for that person. And we do it on both sides of my mom and dad's family. Uh, Cause on my mom's side, she's Yakima and Nez person. On my dad's side, he's Grovant and Assiniboine. Uh, I believe Grovant is a Montana-based tribe, and Assiniboine is on the brink of Canada and Montana. And then, of course, Yakima and Nez are so, primarily up so, here. So,
3: John, back, so. back to the, um, like, mo- like so So when when do you start getting these monthly checks? Like, when you're 18 or something like that from the tribe? Or, like, how does it work?
2: Okay, uh, that's actually what I was explaining until my mic cut out, is that um, uh, as long as I believe it's your... Half, ha- uh, have half blood, and you're enrolled. Um, uh, once you turn 18, you get a monthly check every single month for life, basically.
3: Okay. Well, I think, I think the most important thing here is the for life part, not the amount. Like, like, you, even if the amount was, like, 50 bucks a month, which is, like, pretty pathetic. <laughs> at, at, at least it's, like, a little supplement, something that, like, if, if you, if, back in the day, if you had a savings account with a good rate it would just multiply or you can like throw that money in an investment if you felt like it here and there or something like that it's just something to play with i think the important thing is is its perpetuity the the amount like can always be argued but the but the for life perpetuity part is the most important because you know like the the scariest thing about this this kind of crap is that the 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 kind of welfare that we have it's like it can be cut off at any time for any circumstance for like any reason and then zero will never do anything for anyone yeah. you know so so that that's the part that i like
5: even dollars a month could be actually like crucial to somebody's ability to get by 50 dollars a month could be a cell phone plan allowing somebody who doesn't have a home access to the internet job listings they wouldn't otherwise get contact with family and friends they might otherwise lose you know it can yeah. be really pivotal
2: right yeah, I mean, yeah, like like Faye was saying, is like it's helped us out in the past. I mean, um, we've ha- I mean, it's it's a standing. It's a really stressful time when you have you know you're low on funds and then you have to wait for it to come into the mail. And then as soon as it gets in the mail, it's like, all right, well, let's go get some food. Let's go get some groceries. Let's put the some gas in the tank. It's like, oh, we can actually kind of do some stuff and then save this until we get paid.
1: We almost did that consistently. Like it was like the first thing we bought was like something to eat that wasn't like trash. Well, I mean, maybe it was trash. So, I don't uh, know. So, so
3: here's, the, here's <laughs> the ridiculous part. Like, ha, ha, so how many people? How many of these people who get this monthly stipend are just like, oh, I'm just going to live off of it and never work again? Probably hard. You know, that probably hardly happens. Like, like, like. Well, it, it, don't
1: it, talk it, about your family. How do they spend the stimulus? Do you know? Or you uh... Monthly check or, 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 or yeah. yeah, per cat. That's what it's called.
2: Um, well, for me, what I what I do with it is I, I use some of it, at least half of it, to pay some of the bills, and the last half of it I use just kind of as a entertainment type of fund. Like I'll go and I'll buy like new shirts. I'll go and buy something for like my cat. Uh, but what my sister uses it for is that she keeps it and she uses it for groceries gas money, because she, um, she does a lot for the county that Faye and I grew up in. So she'll go and she'll, like, cat-sit for somebody. She'll go help out somebody with something else. So she, it for her, it seems like it helps her help everybody else, which is nice. Cause, and then for my other, my, I don't know what it does for my oldest brother. Uh, we don't really talk very much since he works a lot. But my brother that lives, like, a town over, him and his wife, they use it for... Like, kind of extracurricular activities. Well, I mean, well, there, that, well that,
3: there, that, there you go. Your brother works a lot. So that must yeah. must be saying, like, like oh, he didn't work less. Like, like was he working at age 16 or 17? From what I remember, I believe so, yeah. Okay, okay. So so did, did he work less once those monthly checks started coming in? Right.
2: Actually, I don't, I don't. Uh, as far as I know, I don't believe so. But he was going to school around that time, actually.
3: R- Right. But 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 then but but it didn't it didn't stop him from whatever whatever he didn't say, I'm not going to go to school. I'm set for life. I don't need a like an education. you, you, you know, so so it's really like, like, all, all these like stereotypes and stuff are, are just so dumb, because I know if I'd be getting a monthly uh, payment. Of, of like the more the money the more i want to work it's like the more the more i get in this monthly stimulus the more i'd want to add to it but when you're getting nothing it's like uh what's the use i'm never gonna make it
2: you know yeah so, actually sure. um uh I, I i did a car parade with faye uh, a few months back at the beginning of the summer and i actually still have all the writing and stuff on my windows uh when oh, i go to for
1: work for ubi by the way yeah car for UBI, for, sorry
2: yeah. nice but um, I've, um, I've had coworkers, actually, they, they come up to my car and they ask me, it's like, what's UBI? And I actually, after a while, I started actually just going through and uh, my explanation got longer. They're like, well, what's UBI stand for? I was like, oh, it's Universal Basic Income. It's a uh, principle that Andrew Yang wanted to do, and it's $1,000 a month for life. And a lot of them were like, oh, that's amazing. It's like, I would love that. I was like, yeah. I told. And uh, I told them, I was like, I did the math, and uh, I'm doing a, a car payment for it that I'm supposed to be signing for seven years. And I told them, it's like, if I got that $1,000 a month doing the math, I would be able to pay that car off in a year.
1: The other thing John does when he gets money with his um, just, like, paycheck and this extra I mean, sometimes I've had certain individuals that I've found that need help and he's actively donated money to many different causes. I mean, he's John is the reason we have a website right now. He donated money so we have a website. Um, but it's not just <laughs> it's not just that, but like uh there was a girl we used to have this van and I met this traveler and John and I had this van um that uh, he wasn't using because he got his new car and uh, he pretty much helps her with it. Um, now she has a van. I think it might have broke down. I don't know what happened with that. Uh,
3: I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, like the way I see it, John, is like if we could have just like printed out like billions of dollars for the airlines and cruise ships that I'm sure they didn't earn that money. And I'm sure all the banks that got bailed out didn't work for that money either. So. Just give it to the people.
2: <laughs> I mean, so far, that's what I've been doing. That's what I did with this last check uh, or this last grant check that we got along with the other one when I was on my trip. As I, I like she said, I, I basically gave my van away uh, to help somebody. She was really grateful for it when I met her to the point. I like, I don't, I didn't know her. And when COVID started, she's like, I, she was on the brink of like crying and she gave me a hug. She came here with her mom. And I was like, yeah, it's yours, go for it. Her dog immediately jumped in, and then she drove off with it. <laughs> and um, and I've helped Faye with, um, like, payments and everything. Actually, I just sent her some for, like, a storage payment that she needed. And I don't know, it's just with the extra money, I felt like I wanted to help more than actually, like, oh, I know I can spend this on myself. But right yeah it, it, it's like you, you're you're your
3: own economy stimulator right there you 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 are in instead of instead of going from top down it just stays stuck at the top but you're the thing where it's going to the bottom and it's helping like the local community more than a stupid bank bailout you know yeah so, so and, far and it's-, it's
1: meeting direct needs too you know
2: yeah. So far it's right, right. Top
3: down out. is co- a convoluted mess. It's 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 a stupid idiotic convoluted mess when they do top down. Bottom up is like much more streamlined instead of this bureaucratic nightmare shit show that they do from top down. I use strong language but like people are used No, oh,
1: no, you're good. <laughs> So the other thing John experiences a lot is racism due to his skin color um, being a little darker. And also a lot of people think he's Mexican uh, and like, you know, uh, would you like to talk about the different kinds of racism you and your family have experienced if you're open to that? Oh,
2: that's the thing I was trying to think of is the fact that um, with the racism part, the last real main thing I, d- I found or actually experienced was back when I was a kid. I believe I was like in kindergarten or first grade. And uh, the town I grew up in is um, is really country, rural-based. So, uh, But I was on like a jungle gym or something. And then this other kid popped up on the other side, asked me what I was. He's like, oh, what, what are you? I was like, oh, I'm Native American. And just straight-faced, just looked at me, and he's like, oh, my family kills Native Americans. First time I ever experienced any type of racism towards me was when I was roughly about five or six. Ever since then, I was kind of just brought up as, you know, just, you know, don't give in to that. Don't be spiteful towards people. That's how I was raised. Uh, I mean, yeah, when I grew up, I, you know, uh, did some joking type of racism stuff towards myself because it was just kind of like, oh, well... If I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna combat it. I'm just gonna kind of go with it, so people know I'm not too aggressive when racism happens. But when I started working in Portland, though, however, it's just, especially with everything going on, I've actually feared for myself because of being a person of color. Um, uh, when we had the Proud Boys actually out here, um, there's a coworker of mine who's African American who lived in the area where that was happening. And uh, his coworker worker um, actually asked him, it's like, hey, do you... It's like, this is happening in your area. It's like, where do you live? And he's like, why Why, why do you ask? He's like, I don't want you riding the public transit. He's like, I'm going to pick you up, bring you to work, and I'm driving you back. It's like, I don't want you to experience that. I don't want you to be a part of that. So, and like like Faye said, I do get confused with being Hispanic. Um, there have been times that I've had, especially down in, like, San Diego and stuff, I've had people speak Spanish to me, and I have to kind of do that awkward, like, oh, I'm Native American. Oh, okay. And then they'll start speaking English to me. Um, actually, an ex of mine, Funny. Uh, I primarily get it at Walmart, but um, I, 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 an ex of mine was fluent in sign language. So how I kind of combated that a few times at Walmart was where someone would say, like, hola, you know, uh am is something. I would just stare blankly. I stare blankly at them, and I would sign, "My name is John." <laughs> and then the look they would give of just like, "Oh," and then they'd walk away.
1: It's kind of like a that. reversal of like, "This is what you're doing to me." You know that awkward feeling of not knowing. No, that's what you're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I love. I know that like
2: basic ASL sign language is just the fact that I can I can do that. And then there's a uh, and same thing with. um, I have a coworker who speaks Arabic, and it's the same thing. uh, He doesn't confuse me for being Middle Eastern, but it's just he just does it on the fly sometimes, and that's the communication that we had when I first started there, is that I would start signing to him, and then he would still give that look of, like, I don't know what you're saying. I was like, yeah, that's how I feel, because I don't know how to speak Arabic. (laughs) I was like, and you don't know sign language, so now we understand but don't understand each other in, like, a mutual way. (laughs) So...
1: It's kind of like you, you're you're letting them experience, like, a mirror, you know, uh, that they might not have even considered. Um, but, you know, I think the reason people try to speak native language to somebody who looks similar to them or whatever uh, is you want that bonding experience of, like, oh, my people, you know, if you go to, like, you know, Australia and you find an American, probably going to bond with that person because they're also an American and so they kind of maybe just assume that about you and you're like stop assuming
2: (laughs) I mean it's one thing why I miss like having my long hair because that uh, back then it was very long so people wouldn't actually say like oh you're you're Hispanic It's like, oh you're Native American which is odd considering it's hair but I know in our culture hair is our thing hair is a thing for us it's a part of us that, or it's like, uh, it's a part of us, so when you cut it off, it's, uh, it, I guess it goes back to when um, when the U.S. was first colonized and, you know, the cult, uh, people from Europe had to forcefully cut Native Americans' hair. So it's like, well, like, my length now, and it's oppression, I, I so, guess.
3: So, so, so. so, John, is it, is it a stereotype? Or do Native Americans actually have songs that are like, hey, uh, like, like they do that stuff?
2: They do, I would say. Not that, to that extent, but they do have, ah, <laughs> they okay. do, uh, we do have songs and everything. It's been a long time since I've been actually to a powwow, but my brother, my oldest brother, uh, has been part of drum circles and everything. And for me, every, uh, I've actually seen one in downtown Portland that every time I hear that music now, I get overwhelmed with joy. Because it's not so often that you actually hear something like that, especially in, like, a city, a cityscape, where you actually hear a drum and then you hear people, like, singing and being loud. And
1: Well, they know, also do it during their ceremonies, too, you know. And so uh, but there's, like, a little dance that comes with it, you know, even just within death or celebration um, of dancing. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, see, I'm half Native. I'm Chippewa. Um, And, uh, so sometimes I've been to like powwows on my side of the family and, um, I feel like they're a little different, I don't know, but like, uh, there's special dances, you know, um, where maybe the equivalent would be a Sadie Hawkins dance, but it's just like the girl asks the guy to dance or whatever, you know, like, so, so there's all these cute little traditions that get to be carried on within, you know, a a family network, and I feel like Americans don't necessarily have as many um, celebrations like this unless maybe you're religious, you know, where you have, like, reasons you gather and stuff, and I could be wrong, but um, I don't know. It feels more connected when you um, experience these kind of things with your family.
3: I think, think, like, for me, growing up uh, Persian, I think, like, there, there's some healthy balance because like i see like my family is like th- they're just like too much it used to be like every single friday and 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 then it would it would just drive me crazy it would be like okay like enough i i can't but then on the other side there's like american families that like they live in different states it's like oh one brother lives in like arizona the other one lives in like new york and then this one lives in montana and it's like they they hardly come together I think, I think, like, I'm happier when it's, like, maybe, like, once or twice a month, not every week, that, like, we come together, like, I appreciate it more. Not, like, every week where we used to do. So, I think there's some kind of middle ground between, like, having it, like, too much and having it, like, never, you know?
1: Well, think about it, though. A lot of people immigrated... From their own countries to here. And we got, like, kind of a melting pot of different cultures, right? But America doesn't necessarily have their own culture uh, compared to Native Americans or, you know. There are all these individual, like, rituals, if you will. I saw a
3: documentary on, like, uh, transportation in the United States. And, you know, the car companies wanted everybody to drive, so... Like, what, what kind of culture is the suburbs? You know what I mean? Where you're not even like talking to your neighbor. Some of these people don't even know who their neighbors are for years on end. And like, they're, they're all living in their own little bubbles. So it's like, they, they, they where do you come? You come to be cultureless? Like, that's not a culture. That's just like, like, I don't know anyone here and I'm just like go, going to like, you know it's just like a little family of like a dad a mom and like two kids and it's like we we don't we don't have like there's no community in the suburbs or at least i don't really think there is because you're not talking to your neighbors so you
1: know i think that's why we need to really develop community centers where the community is the one that builds it so that they have that bonding experience that you know, you might even find out at a festival, like you might build something together and you have that bonding, <laughs> yeah, but like, why aren't we doing that in our own community?
3: It's, it's so funny. Like everybody talks about the American dream is like homeownership. It's like, I've already lived that and I didn't like it at all because it was so isolating. <laughs> it's like that. That is not my dream. That's not my dream. No, I'm sorry. It's not.
5: Hey, um, Tristan's having a bit of a rough time. I'm going to out about half an hour early here today. Sorry, guys.
1: Would you like to share your social media before you go?
5: Ah, uh, yeah, you know, at Mia Songbird on Twitter, um, Mia Songbird on Frey.World. World. Uh, I do humanity hangs Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, those are generally in the evenings, and uh, show up if you want to. It's fun. We hang out. We talk. Everybody is pretty much the end It's great. Okay. Thank uh, you,
3: Mia.
5: Yep. You guys. Bye.
3: Yeah. Bye. I mean, I mean my, my dream was really, like, um just living in, like, a really good community. I always wanted to live on, like, a top floor of, like, a penthouse and just, like, travel. Just get to travel. It had nothing to do with, like, a house and a white picket fence and having a car and two kids. At all. Zero.
1: <laughs> well, that was, like, the the idea that got implanted in us, right? Like, the secular like family.
2: Dumb idea, you know?
1: But, but see...
2: See, like, that, that, like that's supposed to be the pinnacle of success in your life
1: there, that's one template that might work for one person right but it doesn't work for everybody else
5: yeah
1: and is it, I mean, like, is it fulfilling i i've had it
3: it wasn't fulfilling at all i i didn't i didn't really care for it it was it was very dull and not exciting and like I, I wanna like go on adventures and like meet interesting people. I don't wanna like you know wall myself off in some boring house in the middle of nowhere where I don't even know my neighbors. Sorry.
2: I mean that's what I wanted to do. I mean that's what I still wanna do. Is I wanna get someplace like <laughs> I can actually comfortably live but still be able to like, oh I'm gonna go take a trip down somewhere else for a while and then actually be able to come back somewhere. That's yeah, yeah, not that's overwhelming.
3: Freedom. And that and that comes with with having the money to afford to travel and afford the expenses and the lodging and stuff like that because when you don't have that it's like they take away your freedom of movement financially and that's not cool yeah
1: well think about it though like if if that's the case and i feel like it is for a lot of people i mean rich people can pull it off there's called snowbirds though right but, I mean, for me, when I'm traveling as a nomad, I still need a storage facility, right? And and so kind of like what you guys are talking about is a bigger version of a storage facility where you can put all your treasures, if you will, you know? Like, if, you, if you're a dragon and all your treasure is in one place, you know? Um, but you can fly and then come back, right?
3: Yeah. Without having to worry about you know where's this stuff going? Because worrying is the part that sucks the most because when huh. I would travel to hostels, you know, I wouldn't worry because all my stuff was in the hostel storage and stuff, but now with covid most of the hostels are closed. But uh but I heard that hotels are really cheap right now, but I don't
2: know. Yeah, I think hotels and um, when I went on my trip we got um Airbnbs and those ones were actually relatively cheap and they're great depending on, like depending on the host and everything.
1: But so I think the- that I think Airbnb is a beautiful invention where it allows people to be those like, free birds that they want to be, but they have a nest back home they call their own. you know. But you can see into um, what other people have designed. You can flavor different houses, maybe get inspired, you know, or maybe you get to test out a region if it's something that's compatible for you. It's almost like finding your real home is, I think, uh, kind of a pilgrimage we should really... Um, consider as a human species,
2: right? So I mean, I, enjoy, I enjoyed like experiencing all those different Airbnbs on the trip on uh, my trip, just because it was. They range from different sizes, different amenities, different pricing, different areas you can explore. So for me, it was it was very intriguing to see, especially with like the different hosts and everything, because a lot were some of them were active so some of them would be like hey do you need anything hey what's going on how's this how's the room treating you and then there'd be some that would just kind of like wouldn't notify you until like after you checked out it's like oh well thanks for staying it's like all right cool
3: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and, and i think i think like a major reason why i mean i'm i'm playing a lot more video games is because if i had the ubi i'd probably be playing a lot less video games and be doing a lot more traveling I mean, I mean, with a with video game, you just kind of buy it once. You keep it. It has a lot of replay value. But, you know, getting around is way, way more expensive. But at the same time, it's more enriching. And uh, through sometimes my exploring, like, I tend to find a job or stuff like that. So if you want people to be more productive, put the money directly into their hands so they can do more. I mean, like, oh, wow.
1: Well, think about it. If, if you had the resources, you essentially step through the lens of your video game and you get to walk into a reality that isn't just 2D or 3D. It's reality, and you live it, and you breathe it, you hear it, right? You've just walked into your own movie, and you can write the script, you know? And, and it's so much more powerful and exhilarating than any video game you have, right? Right. <laughs> We just have a bigger yeah. map we can explore.
3: Right. Uh, but but what, what opens up that map is having the resources and not being tied down to work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with work. work there's some work that I, I love. I mean, I love my job at Best Buy, but I mean, there's something wrong with with something tying you down and being your only source of, like, sustenance or anything like that. That's, that. that's slavery.
1: Well, okay, there's work in everything we do, right? But we don't put money to everything we do. Um, so, you know, uh, that doesn't seem to be effective. Because we are putting things out into the world, but not being reimbursed. Except for maybe through karma.
3: Right. Yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, it, it pisses me off that, like, it, and, and some people, like, internalize that, that, like, not thinking they're doing anything of value, like, like my mother, she took care of my grandparents until the day they passed away, literally, my grandma and grandpa, and, uh, like, I, I kind of felt a little bit neglected for it, but then when, when my mother said, she's like, oh, uh, my, my. But like I'm being allowed to live in that home, and like I don't really deserve them being this nice to me. That's why that I I help out and I do all this stuff. And I'm like, no, you do deserve it. There, there. You have three brothers and three sisters, and you're you're the one taking care of your parents. You deserve all this money that's coming to you. She always felt, like, guilty that w- that she was being supported because she thought she wasn't really, like, working or doing anything. You're taking care of your parents, and uh, you're living with them when you have three brothers and three sisters that are out doing their own thing. God damn it. Yeah, it really pissed me off. Let's over now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How are we doing on time? We have about like eighteen more minutes. <laughs> I think we covered
3: a lot of ground. I think we we just we just kind of like said that it's not human nature, even even when you are getting money to just become a lazy couch potato. I, I think we've established that
1: the work changes. That's all that happens. It's not. You know, uh, your resources change. Uh, Access to technology that you need, you can upgrade. Like, the next bit of money that I'm getting, I'm going to put towards, you know, uh, stuff that's helpful for, you know, becoming more viral for people to have access to, uh, you know, some of the concepts I've come up with and or discussed with you guys and that I learned, right? So I can become kind of... um, a pseudo educator. We all are, if we, if you're really thinking about it, about what's actually happening in our country on a human level, and uh, this is adding a significant amount of value to the world. It's just not being picked up by anybody because we don't have the monetary, um, we don't have money to like get the right kind of advertising, and and unless we're spending the time learning how to advertise and become successful. You know, um, it's not until then we can pull it off, but, you know, you still might need money to uh, rent out a broadcasting station or something, you know, if that's, you know, where you're trying to go.
3: Well, yeah, like, like well, it will ties into, like, freedom of speech, but what good is speech if no one's listening, if you can't really get anyone to listen? And so, if money is speech, then we deserve to have, we deserve to, to, to be getting it to use it as speech, You know? So 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 speech should be provided to us in the form of money. Because because these days money really is a voice. Like companies always use money to like advertise and like let people know about them and like pay off all of these influencers. So so we're really being silenced when we don't we don't have money. Like your your voice is is being because because who's gonna listen to a person who's struggling financially? Uh, But think about what our
1: advertising is geared towards. It's geared towards that inner human, like, desire for the seven deadly sins, if you will. Like, you know, like, that's the model advertisers have to use in order to get your attention. And it's only producing toxic results. Um, So I had this thought earlier when I saw this advertisement, right? And it was just like... It might not even be the intention of this advertisement, but this is where my brain took it. So it was a, a, a woman trying on a bra that pushes her boots up, right? And, like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, a woman might enjoy that support, but, you know, the cleavage is not for her. It's to attract somebody else, right? And um, usually, or, or maybe you just feel more confident, right? Maybe you feel more confident. But, I mean, we're just getting away from a culture of, like, Jeffrey Epstein and sex trafficking. And, like, maybe we need to get away from, like, promoting uh, sexual signals to the world and, uh, you know, maybe reeling it in so we can work on our mental health. But, you know, uh, when when you sell something that is targeted towards, you know, attracting the opposite sex when everybody's got mental health problems... Um, you know that's not necessarily going to long term help you, even
3: if you're trying to get a partner. I think what's really trickling down is just the mental illnesses of our leadership and their corruption. That's all. That's all that's been trickling down. Just these corrupt, mentally ill senior citizens and their bad ideas, making everybody like, like, like stressed and anxious and going crazy and worrying. Like, like we gotta, we gotta like. Like, um, you know, Trump said drain the swamp, but he's just managed to put more sewer water in it. You know, um, 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 <laughs> I think Yang would have really <laughs> drained it. I mean, I mean, yeah, like the only thing we, we're having is trickle down corruption from like the corruption at the top just seeping its way all the way to the
1: bottom. <laughs> but now we have people injecting themselves in different areas that they are actually um going to learn how to be um, like we have people with better intentions trying to get into politics. is what I'm trying yeah, to get. That's good. At. Um, but at all levels, you know, Andrew Yang is, uh, you know, wanting to work with Biden. Biden has, you know, connections not only in our country, but other countries. Right. And uh, he's lived, uh, you know, a life where he, you know, served with Obama. OK. And so he has some knowledge and he could be a mentor to Andrew Yang. And Andrew Yang might not agree with everything Biden does, says or whatever, but his value system is going to filtrate like filtrate everything he's doing and translate it to more reasonable things that are in alignment with his own values. And us as the Yang gang, we trust Andrew Yang's values for the most part. We might not understand him working with somebody that, you know, some people have a big problem with. I mean, I have problems with Biden. You know, he's got the for-profit prison system. But, you know, like...
3: Uh, one step at a time, you know.
1: But Yang can't observe and learn by observation, by being so close to somebody. I call it absorbing a person, and it sounds weird, but like you, by just being in their um, presence, you pick up very nuanced behaviors and decisions they make, um, such as like, oh, why did they do that? Oh, it might be for this. And it might not have ever entered their awareness to even think that by watching YouTube videos, you know. Um, right. <laughs> and, and and so by having this mentorship, uh, even just like running, like, You know, helping him out on his campaign, he's getting um, he's getting the experience we need a leader to have. I don't think Andrew Yang necessarily. um,
3: Well, I mean, think about Andrew Yang was like a total nobody like two years ago, two and a half years ago. From like total nobody, he's went to like superstar status. So, like in the next two years, four, damn, (laughs) like he's make his way up there. No. When
1: you're watching somebody like live their life, there's certain behaviors that you'll be like, Ugh. Right? There, but that just created an aversion in your own body. Right? Not and, and like and then other ones that are behaviors that you translate to your own value systems like I like that. I don't like how you're doing it, but I like yeah, that I, idea. I, I, I'm gonna steal that, right? Yeah,
3: I yeah, I really think like Andrew Yang is like this Aladdin diamond in the rough character. <laughs> <laughs> he's just—he's just like so pure and like and and stuff. But but then there are all these like Jafars in like our political system that are. they just, just want to like you know you know get that snake looking thing and like hypnotize people into following
2: them. <laughs> you know, you so, think Aladdin an
1: interesting comparison. Sorry, John. What did you say?
2: Well, I, I didn't say anything.
1: <laughs> oh. I thought I heard someone. Never mind.
3: Just, I think you're just laughing at my little thing. Yeah, but but it, but but it's fun. But yeah, but it's very funny because 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 like pe- people. No, no, but but sometimes with like pure people, like corrupt people, always want to like like uh, make false accusations against them and like project their own corruptness and like onto the people who are pure.
1: It happens all the time. Well, I mean, think about. Um her dad, right, the king, and he was very gullible, right, and manipulatable, and you could see that as kind of some of our politicians, too. Um, But see, he didn't necessarily, like, he could have had autism, okay? Who knows? There's mental health issues there. But then you got Jafar, who has other mental health issues, you know, a big ego, if you will, And, and, like wants to get things his way so he's learning manipulative tactics and using them in order to get what he wants
3: well yeah like these are these are all like like we always look at like the president or or like a senator or congressman but it's like no who who's whispering in their ear that's who
1: we really have to know about it's not them so (laughs) that's thanks with trump right now right he's in a lot of debt who who does he owe that debt to what are they trying to make him do
3: right yeah yeah i mean this is
1: is something we should at least consider i could be wrong
3: like like who's really pulling the strings because everybody goes crazy when you mention the word trump but it's like stop you know like like let's let's you know take a look back and just say like but who's controlling trump i i I know that's crazy because people just think he's controlling himself in a loose cannon
1: but how do we know that (laughs) you know it's true (laughs) Right, yeah. Maybe, you know, uh, so some men are very um, driven in what they do to appease a woman, right? I saw this, uh, I forget, maybe it was dirty money, but this man kept getting a lot of money, and I think he was a politician, I could be wrong, Um, but like... So that his wife could buy purses and cool. have a big house, right? And right, his yeah. corruption is being fueled by trying to win the love of women. And 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 it's funny, like we mentioned,
3: like Jafar and Aladdin, and like like Trump's giving all this like weapon systems to Saudi Arabia and like jets. <laughs> so it's like Saudi Arabia is like the Jafar, and uh, and uh, Trump is like the salt. <laughs>
1: Interesting.
3: Yeah,
1: it's yeah. <laughs> I feel like now I need to go and watch Aladdin, though.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's someone actually funny.
1: dressed as Aladdin and looked just like him. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny
3: Yeah, yeah, relevant, <laughs> but, but that's so. But 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 yeah, like like there, there's so much like different manipulations and controls going on behind the scenes, but we never we never see that in like the theater that's politics when like people are getting riled up and shit <laughs> like like because 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 of all the groupthink. but when right. we make make our way past the groupthink, we like things just become so clear and 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 so much less polar <laughs> yeah
1: i mean the groupthink happens as a great example on among us i'm just saying <laughs> like just watch someone else play if you've never played you know find videos online but like there's so much manipulation that you even have to employ to stay safe if you're the imposter right and Uh, like you might not even want to be the imposter it was just thrust upon you right and so maybe you feel bad about lying and so you maybe you're silent but that makes you suspect right (laughs) i don't know
3: (laughs) but but, but why are people thinking but but, but I, i i think it's so fun to like introduce yourselves to like new communities and new groups of people and like find out the things that you have in common and how you relate to each other I mean I mean that, that yeah that, totally that's what makes it so great, so great. yeah yeah, yeah that, that that's why I loved all my travels because I mean while I was traveling it was it was funny I was like in New Zealand I was like off on an island off of the coast of New Zealand and I and I met like two girls there that were speaking persian and i spoke persian with them so it's like no matter how far off the globe i go into like a tiny little corner it's still like home because i found these persians speaking persian (laughs) it was really it was really cool (laughs) yeah
1: i mean i brought up something very similar to that right i i used i think uh australia or but persians while you're in New Zealand, like that's the thing uh, uh, you know, but when you go to different countries, you might get culture shock right, you don't understand the language, and maybe you don't understand customs, maybe people are trying to rip you off, and you just like, are so oblivious to it, right, you don't know the rules of it <laughs> um, right. and, yeah, and but... but maybe there's so much corruption, it's actually created like this uh, prey versus predator um, kind of scenario Right. Um, yeah. You know, I was just hearing about this. uh, Okay, so in Kenya, um, they have really corrupt politicians, right? And then they just had that massive, uh, like, um, uh, disaster that the 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 uh, flooding and stuff, right? But now the village can't really eat, and so they had to do some hunting of an animal. I don't even think it's legal to hunt, okay? But they needed food. Right and and so their their tribe was able to eat because of like hunting, but like the the but then you have laws against this kind of stuff, or maybe they don't. I don't know, but like the then the people who are taking all the money could come after them and get like you know find them or throw them in jail that they were like pressured into doing um, because they needed to feed themselves, you know.
2: Just, oh wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, I, I, I just think, like, like um power has to come from, like, local communities upward to, like, whatever the main thing is there. Any other way is just, yeah, just just going to be rife with, like, all these backroom deals and lies and bribes and backstabbings that, that well, yeah.
1: they, they get the relief funds to the, you know, what, governor here? And, right, right. And then that governor never divvies out that money and right. they just keep it and live happy, right? Well,
3: well, well, that that's what they say that what um what like international aid is taking money away from poor people in rich countries to give to rich people in poor
1: countries,
2: <laughs> or even gives them like not the recommended amount or the amount that they're supposed to get. Right,
1: yeah, yeah. They're dependent on that money aid that does come in because it's been like you know held captive by the rich guy, you know. Like, yeah. oh, here's your crumbs, but wait, that's right. us too. <laughs>
3: but I, but but I but I really think like like a, a like when when I was there like like I I think it's a wonderful thing that in English has been like a language that everyone can speak all over the world because then then it's like you. You you never kind of feel alone, or you never really kind of feel like like um like no one can understand you, and and it's like it, it's it's nice to like go somewhere with an English speaking population that's less corrupt, and I really see that as what like Canada and New Zealand, Australia. <laughs>
1: It's just, and I, I don't. So much don't know. nuance to language, especially English. There is so much nuance. You you might yeah. learn a dictionary version of it, but you should probably pull out your urban dictionary too.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I am gonna have the uh, the thing. It's it's funny with with Erica. Maybe maybe I'll discuss some, but like in, in another hour, it's gonna be cool
1: that's exciting you're doing that
3: yeah did she but but she's I, she's she's getting it in 2022 so dang that's like a long time from now so, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad, glad she, that she's
0: laying the groundwork now you know it really yeah. takes that long um yeah and tell her i said hi for sure she's for she's sure. one of my favorite humanity forward candidates she's one of my oh, like yeah. the
3: top three to watch she has so much like positive energy
4: that, she's that got a one.
1: big heart, that's for sure. Like her yeah. energy is for the people. She sees the pain, and you can feel her pain while she's like witnessing it. You know, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. This is this is really really interesting. But eventually, we're gonna need like a real uh, firebrand to come in there and kind of like do something. Everybody plays their role. What do you mean, uh, my
1: firebrand? What does that we, even mean? We
3: just we just need someone who can like rile people up. But in a good way. Like not, not in not in like a Hitler way, but in like a Martin Luther King way.
1: <laughs> I try <can't> to <laughs> give off that vibe sometimes.
3: All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. that,
1: are you insinuating
0: that Erica is not combative enough?
3: Well, I'm insinuating that like like I, I think David Kim was kinda like that when he gave that speech of, for all like Jimmy Gomez's house. But that was a like, our
1: speech, man.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we need for people to to like be, be, because, like, as as much as we try to say, like, oh no, it's not humanity first. Oh no, we can't. I mean, Donald Trump just did that the whole way through, just the entire way through. But he he he, he did it in bad faith. We just need someone to come in and do it in good faith. Yeah,
1: I I think it's not just going to be one person, right? We need to set off lots of little bombs. To like start yeah. moving the planet well, again. Well, what is that well, moving yeah. the core like? Where they had well, to like.
3: Well, like e- everybody needs to, to to like wear these different hats and have these different roles. Like this person's the healer. This person's the like attacker. This guy's like intelligence gathering. This guy is like the spy. Like like we're we're gonna we're gonna need like all these different kind of like things, and then and then once we like all combine these. Like you know, you know we're going to be unstoppable if we have like like methods that we can experiment, and if they work, and and we can like you know organize, like you know, there's no telling how how far we can go. Yeah,
1: yeah, we 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 have like this uh, roster of people we need to hire, and then we need to like make sure they know their job duties and and how you know. The interactions should play out, but um, there is none. Right? There's a social structure that needs to exist so that people don't comprehend, uh, and and because they don't comprehend it, they don't know where they fit in, right. and yeah. that, it's a complicated mess. Uh,
3: it, I mean, I mean, if if you if you have good intentions, but your methods don't work, then you're not being helpful. But know? then you need
1: to learn how to find your mentor so you can be helpful.
3: Right. right or 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 you need to know you need to study the way like the system you're trying to change works and not
1: but, try like to on a personal level though like if you're going to just go look at a book that book might be inaccurate think about history books that was a lot of propaganda right and 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 so like you got to you got to find your source with your own eyes i think at this yeah. point
3: yeah well um, anyway it's like 103 so
1: yeah, let's, let's wrap it up. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, yeah,
0: you're doing a great job. Just just keep it up, Faye. Why don't you just keep uh, being the master of ceremonies here. And I'll come back tonight for Among Us, uh, 7 to 10 Eastern on Twitch.
1: Okay. That right. sounds amazing. Um, okay. So, uh, I'm Faye Doni, and my Twitter is Downey, T-I-S-D-O-N-E-Y. Uh, my Venmo is Art by Donny. i D O N N Y. Um, I'm trying to get some money so I can get video camera equipment, documentary. Uh, uh, I can use all the help I can get, guys. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, let's pass it to uh, John. You want to give your uh, any handles? To contact you or?
2: Sure. Um, well, I'm John Lamble. Um I have an Instagram at. Uh, it's at Lamble. That's L-A-M-E-B-U-L-L. Um, and I do have a Twitter, actually. It's same thing, at Lamble. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. They're the only two handles I have. <laughs>
1: he likes to game a lot, so you can invite him to games.
2: <laughs>
0: well, <That's true. laughs> we're going to play Among Us tonight, 7 to 10, on, uh, twitch.tv yeah. <laughs> slash game gang around Table. You're welcome to join us.
2: Um, actually, I messed up Messed up on my Instagram handle. It's actually J underscore label. All lowercase. Sorry. <laughs> um,
1: good. Yeah. Uh, Ariel, you want to give yours?
3: Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ariels ariel's and uh, youtube.com slash revolutionary thinking. Come and check it out. I have my interview with Paget Kagey on there. Uh, my talk with CoffeeZilla. And uh, I'm about to have my interview with Erica Rhodes and post it up. So lots of, uh, you know, fun, exciting things happening.
1: Ariel, do you have your own Discord channel? Do your I own?
3: have? I, I did. I made one a long, uh, a while ago. It's called Ariel's Philosophy World.
1: So Okay, because I yeah, think what yeah. you need to do is put all your interviews from all these different platforms in one place for us to find it. So we could just have a profile of all your videos. Uh, yeah. that would be cool. Because I, I feel would give like you could have a
0: channel would... on our Discord too if you want. Alternatively, I don't know if that's more appealing to you. Mm, what? We could oh. just give you a channel on our Discord at the Yang Gang Roundtable if you yeah, yeah, prefer as an anybody. option. Yeah, I mean, we'll if, you, if you want. Yeah, okay, we'll do that then. Yeah. You mean, like, why spread it over a whole new server, right? Yeah. That's just true. Right, yeah. A, well, yeah, I'll do that later. Yeah. Next. All that's right. Cool.
1: Shale, you want to take us out?
0: Yeah. Uh, my Twitter is S H A E L. That's S H A E L R I L E Y. My name is Shale Riley. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time and attention. Um, you know, stay strong out there. We've got to survive until they give us money. So yep. just keep it up. Yep. Um, and thank you, John, for
1: coming yeah. on and sharing. Oh, thank you so much, John. Yes, no problem.
0: thank you so much.
1: <laughs> thank you for, been for a wonderful guests. And you can come back. You, this doesn't have to be your only podcast. Like, Yeah, you're right. always
0: welcome. Uh, guests are always welcome to come back. Some, sometimes people come once and then they just in, informally just become a regular. And that's yeah. uh, So you're, you're more than welcome. Really enjoyed talking with you.
2: Yeah, it was nice talking to all of you. And like huh? I said, thank you for having me on the show. More than likely, I will probably come back. <laughs> awesome. Be- awesome.
0: Great. we got to stay in touch. All
2: right. All right so touch. goodbye for Bye. now, everybody. Stop Bye. Bye. Bye.